0: Welcome to the Whole Point Podcast, all about guest conversations and our personal thoughts about big ideas that will elevate your life and change your mind.
1: We're talking about how to bring them into your business, your family, and your real life, and what that looks like day to day on any random Tuesday. I'm Christy Bartelt, a quirky, wise mentor helping women confidently love themselves and change their lives and their minds.
0: I'm Serena Talbot, and I'm passionate about helping people heal and accomplish their goals, bringing spirituality and intuition into the process so that people can move forward with the life they are created to live. Thanks for joining us.
1: All right, everybody, welcome to the podcast. This week, we're talking about heart math releasing the past and inviting a brighter future with a wonderful guest that we're, we've been looking forward to for weeks. So thank you for joining us. We have Vared here with us.
0: We're so excited to have you, Varad. So Vared Kogan is with us today, and she's a trainer at the Institute of math, And she's an executive coach, speaker, author with a unique ability for helping people release the mental and emotional obstacles that prevent them from achieving their full potential in life and business. And she's a leading behavioral and mindset expert Her personal vision is to help millions of people adapt more effectively to change by leveraging the power of their subconscious mind. it has helped hundreds of executives and entrepreneurs adapt to this personal and professional change. And she's volunteered at the Fresh Start Women's Foundation since 2005 to support women through their personal and career transitions. And she currently lives in Arizona with her husband, Paul, and their three daughters.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much
0: for being here today.
2: Jared, are you in Phoenix? Where are you? I'm just outside of Phoenix. I'm in Scottsdale.
1: Oh, wonderful. I was um, born in Mesa, so a <laughs> connection there. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in the dreaded part of Arizona weather, the really
2: hot summer, right? It's more of an air-conditioned season. It is, and thankfully, most people out here have pools, or at least in, in our area. And, uh, you know, we get really wonderful summer uh, winters, so no complaints over here.
1: Absolutely. It's definitely the place where a lot of people where we live in the middle of the country in the Midwest (laughs) go in, in the winter time. So thank you for joining us today. One of the fun things we like to find out from our guests is a part of their daily routine that they're absolutely loving right now.
2: My mornings, I have to say always mornings. Um, I have a mind movie, uh, that I created, uh, several months ago, I've updated a few times, have updated it since then, but waking up first thing in the morning, I get coherent. We'll talk a little bit about what that means. Um, and then I immediately jump into my, watching my mind movie, and it is just like a trip into the future and I get to experience my future. And there are many ways to do that. For me, it, my movie, because I'm very auditory, so I love the music that goes with that, uh, that I chose. But anytime we kind of pause to just imagine our future, especially first thing in the morning when we're much more suggestible, as you know, uh, it's a really cool thing because we literally get to create our future and, and prime ourselves for the day. So we're much more likely to feel ease or to feel joy or to connect. Uh, at that deeper level with people so mornings are my favorite and everybody knows in my family like don't talk to mom until she's done her (laughs) thing because you know it's 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 something that i like to do while i'm still in that kind of sleepy state because i know that that's when i get the best return on my investment in terms of my unconscious mind accepting all those good juicy suggestions for the future so my family knows until i'm like you know up and talking to them to just give me the opportunity to to do what i love to do in the morning so, yeah.
1: So I have to ask. Tell me a little bit more about what a mind movie is.
2: A mind movie is uh, an idea that I got from Dr. Joe Dispenza uh, in his book Becoming Supernatural, and he also has uh, people do mind movies at his events, his week-long events. Uh, and I've heard about that from a few clients. So the the mind movie is an opportunity to include visuals of the future. So it's almost like having a vision board. Or some people have a, a vision book, right? Like photos and images cut from magazines and so on, or maybe photos of their own family uh, you know, in a book to kind of just create the future that they desire. Yeah? But the, the reason that I love my movies even more is that it has the, the visual, but it also has the auditory component. So you can choose music that is particularly inspiring or empowering to you. Um, that is really as an anchor to feel a certain way, because the way that we create reality is through a conscious intention and through emotion yeah so it's not enough to have a conscious intention because if that was the case everybody would have exactly what they want right they would say i want it and you know poof there it would be in front of them <laughs> <laughs> so thankfully and i really do mean thankfully that's not the way the world works because that wouldn't be very much fun would it <laughs> right there's there's something very exciting about the process of creation when it's done deliberately so uh, the idea of waking up in the morning and being able to turn on a movie of my future uh, is really, really cool. And as an aside, my, my daughter actually, Maya, now has a company where she makes my movies. So I'm not, I'm not like selling oh, her wow. or anything, but that's Because I, I, I think she, she kind of has heard from me how impactful it has been for me. But the, the idea is that when you see and hear and experience the future you are radiating that energy out into the field, uh, out into this field around your body. And uh, when you do that uh, consistently through repetition, what's happening is that you are rewiring your brain um, and also getting all those good hormones into your body because your body thinks you are in the future, right? When I see photos of uh, Hawaii, for example, there's a little bit of something about Hawaii in my future, you know, and I see photos, and I hear the ocean, and I hear it's, it's, um, it's as if I'm already there. Mm. And when I'm already there, I'm not in a place of scarcity in a place of lack, I give appreciation for having achieved it. And when I'm already there, that's when my subconscious mind goes, yeah, that's right, you got it. And there's no fear, because I've already done it. There's nothing to feel anxious or worried about. It's it's already happened. So there's no resistance. So when we have a conscious intention and no resistance, it just comes. And what do I mean by it comes? The idea comes, right? The, the, the impulse to do something, to behave in some way comes. And when we uh, are in a coherent state to be able to trust that and follow that intuition when it shows up, then we are... At a place where we can take those consistent actions and move forward and forward and forward towards our goals. Um, so uh, I know we'll, we'll touch a little bit more on this but but without a doubt, there is a, uh, Some support for all of us out there. And I don't mean that in a religious way. I mean that from a scientific perspective and we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, And and when we can leverage the power of that, I mean, that's a pretty cool thing. So yes, mornings are my favorite because I I literally see it as, okay, I get to create my future now. How cool is that?
1: Love it. Thank you for that masterclass. I feel like that in and of itself (laughs) right there. We've already... Our listeners are already benefited by listening to you, so thank you, Varid. Just and I think
0: we'll link your daughters. Oh, (laughs) I love that idea. I mean, it's it's a little similar to what we do with clients with RTT with the recording. But are you watching this or just listening?
2: Thank yeah. you for asking. Yeah, so I have it on my, you know, my, my yeah. iPhone, but I keep my, my phone on airplane mode. So there are no distractions. So I don't get notifications and things like that, because I want to stay in alpha, which is the kind of slower brain rate frequency where I'm more suggestible, which naturally is what I'm in when I first wake up, um, I, you know, as if I was in a light trance. And uh, so I just immediately go to it's in my favorites, I go and I click on that, and I start the movie. And uh, it's, it's great because once you see it a few times, you, you just, you can even close your eyes because you've already kind of memorized the images. And so you hear the music and you, you are there. And uh, um, when I'm done with that, with the, with the mind movie, what I'll do is I'll take some time, I actually left some extra music at the end of the, the movie without images where I just close my eyes and I create my day. So I'll literally say, okay, I have this awesome podcast this morning I'm going to imagine myself sitting in front of my computer as I'm doing right now and feeling ease and having fun and just sharing from my heart and flowing with what is. And then I'm going to have this other conversation and this other conversation. And, and I, I literally create how I want to show up. And my brain and body are much more likely to, to follow suit because I, there's a carryover effect to that. Yeah it's just such a wonderful way to set ourselves up for success and also to get really cool ideas about things that we weren't conscious of before. Cause as I see my mind movie, for example, there's a, a part there about health and doing certain things like drinking more water and things like that, that I want to remind myself of. And then, you know, when I see that, like, for example, this morning, I paused to say, wow, I'm really proud of myself that I took that, you know, big water cup on the walk yesterday, last night with our, with our dog. Right. So, so it's priming my, me to do it again tonight because I've celebrated something. So there are little um, celebrations and little ideas that come from watching that as well.
1: Farid, how long have you been doing a practice, either this practice or something similar in the mornings for yourself where you're intentionally creating your future or even just your day?
2: Wow. So I think it started with about five years ago. uh, We were on a trip in San Diego. I remember remember exactly which, which house we rented. And I had brought with me the book, Think and Grow Rich Mm. because I'd heard about it and had wanted to read it for a long time and you know how it is on vacation you finally have time to sit down and like read a book yeah so I remember getting through for a second or third chapter and Napoleon Hill who by the way if if you're not familiar your listeners are not familiar this is a book that was written long long time ago I believe in the 30s uh, where a gentleman named Napoleon Hill was hired by someone named Dale Carnegie very wealthy affluent person in those days to interview the 500 richest in those days men, um, and see what, what do they have in common. So one of the things that they have in common is a ritual like this, where as soon as they wake up, and also right before they fall asleep at night, they uh, uh, read their goal out loud, and their goal is always written as if it's already been achieved, yeah? So it's not, I will do something, it's I already have done mm-hmm. it, yeah? So you always wanna be in the future, yeah? And because otherwise, you're creating from a place of fear. You want to create from a place of appreciation. Yeah. So the it's just a different frequency, if you will, that you're radiating out into the field. So when uh, I read that and I saw, you know, one of these habits was writing out the goal, reading it out loud, and then closing my eyes and imagining it. You know, then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start doing it. I didn't even at that point read the rest of the book, but I just remember sitting there, you know, uh, in that room and Closing my eyes and imagining, I wrote out a goal about being a professional speaker. So I'd, spoke, uh, I'd spoken at that point, uh, kind of pro bono, and, but, but never really as a profession. Yeah? And so I remember writing out a goal and practicing that and seeing myself on the stage and feeling that and just giving gratitude for that and just feeling the joy. And, and within a month, I got a call, a voicemail from Uh, my mentor, uh, uh, Joel Weldon, at my Toastmasters Club, who is a Hall of Fame speaker. He's a wonderful, wonderful man and and one of the founders of the National Speakers Association. And he left me a message saying, Barrett, you're such an amazing speaker. You got to come to the National Speaker Association and I'll introduce you to people and blah, blah, blah. and And I've coached a lot of people and you're like way better than all of them, blah, blah, all this kind of stuff. And I remember calling him back and saying, Joel, you'll never believe it. I imagined, you know, like being a professional speaker. And then this phone call comes and he said to me um, how, uh, what changed things for him was when he listened to a recording and I invite all your listeners and yourselves as well, if you haven't already listened to it, uh, it's by Earl Nightingale. And what is it called? The secret? Is it
1: the strangest secret? Yes.
2: That's the one. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can find it on YouTube and uh, it's phenomenal. I recommend that you listen and re-listen and re-listen.
1: Amazing. So okay, Varad, I feel like I, I could just talk to you about you <laughs> and your your probably your own personal process this whole time, but I really want to get us into talking even about heart math and how this actually is such a component of what you're even talking about and you and the science behind it, which is so important.
0: Yes. So how did you discover heart math? What is it? How does it work in under three
2: hours? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll talk fast. This is a hard question. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, the how I found out about it was through a colleague uh, who sent me a picture that she had up on her wall in in her office um, about uh, emotions, the power of emotions. And uh, I saw that and I thought, wow, that's that's really great. Like, that's really great. Where'd that come from? So she sent me a link to the Institute and then I learned about their trainings and immediately signed up. Um, so uh, in terms of what is it, the Institute of Heart Math is a research institution. It's been around for about 30 years or so, uh, researching the power of the heart and the communication between the heart and the brain. Now I say the heart and the brain, they're, they're both actually brains. Yeah? The heart is a brain. Uh, there is a, uh, set of neural networks uh, around our physical heart. Um, so we have a heart brain and we have a head brain. We also have a gut brain. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, for the purposes of today's call uh, and the Institute of Heart Math, they study the coherence or the communication between the heart and our brain. And uh, what is it? It is a, uh, uh, the Institute of Heart Math. Uh, which by the way, has the research component, which is heartmath.org, heart like the physical heart, math like the subject, heartmath.org. But there's also heartmath.com, which is where they sell the technology that goes along with measuring the shifts uh, in in our emotional states and the shift in our uh, ability to uh, build resilience in our body, because it's really cool to be able to track that because we the set of techniques that they have created, which are all super, super simple, simple techniques that can be done in minutes a day, we can literally transform the state of our body, you know, and access more resilience, build our inner battery, if you will, to have more energy, to be even healthier, to be more productive, to think more clearly, to access our intuitive intelligence, which is where those ideas come from. When I spoke about earlier ideas coming, they come from uh, this field around our body, So the ability to be coherent which is when i say coherent what i mean is or at least the way that the institute dis- defines it it's that state of optimal performance and physiologically it's the state where our hormonal system our uh, immune system our uh, nervous systems they're all functioning in a state of uh, synergistic harmony they're talking to each other all the parts in our body are talking to each other which is very different than when we're in a state of fear when our bodies Mm-hmm. Um, trying to protect itself and, and get ready for battle. For a um, pandemic, perhaps. For a pandemic, <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing. A lot of us are in a state of stress where we, we're uh, you know, filled with cortisol, which is a stress hormone. And uh, the the thing is that most of us are numb to the stress. Yeah. So it's a yeah. little more heightened these days with the pandemic. But even pre-pandemic, we, we most, uh, you know, uh, people out there these days are stressed. In fact, 60 to 80% of primary care physician visits, according to the uh, Journal of the American Medical Association, uh, are directly related to stress. So, you know, but only 3% of people are trained on how to manage stress. And that's where the Institute of HeartMath and their techniques come into play because it's a series of techniques, uh, primarily to manage our state to be able to uh, be even healthier, to be able to sleep better, to be able to live longer, and all the wonderful things that go along with that.
0: Could you share um, that how and why of the quick coherence technique? So you're describing lots. Is the quick coherence technique a combo or a short version, or what does that look like?
2: So I'll, I'll answer that quickly. And then maybe if it's okay with you, we'll actually practice it because I would really love for your listeners to not just understand this conceptually, but to actually feel what it's like to be more coherent. to experience Absolutely. That we would love that. <laughs> so uh, quick coherence is one of several techniques out of the Institute of HeartMath. The reason it's called quick coherence is because uh, in a very quick way, we're able to shift from a depleted state, what we might call negative emotions. And again, I use these little quote marks under negative because there are no negative emotions. There really aren't. As you know, uh, we need to experience, uh, accept our emotions. The key is not to hold on to them. The key is to get what we need, get those learnings, keep ourselves safe, and then Shift into a more regenerative, healthier state so that we can think more clearly and solve our problems um, in a more creative way. So, the quick coherence technique is a way to, like I said, very quickly shift when we've been triggered into some depleted state. So, maybe it's worry, maybe it's frustration, irritation, anxiety, uh, you know, regret, shame, guilt, you name it, right? There are many, many, many uh, forms of. Uh, depleting emotions, and they're all toxic to our body. They're all toxic to our body. So we want to make sure to keep ourselves safe uh, and healthy by managing those emotions. So noticing when they come up and then shifting them. So, so let's do that together. So the, the, before uh, I uh, invite people to start the quick coherence technique, there are two questions that I always um, invite uh, you to, to think about one of which is, what am I feeling right now? So I invite you to go ahead, just in your, in your mind, just label for yourself, what am I feeling right now at this moment? Good. And now ask yourself, how would I like to feel right now? And Maybe that's the same as you feel and you just wanna sustain it. Maybe you wanna feel even more energy. Yeah. Good. So now that you've set that conscious intention, now we're going to start the technique. Only two steps. Step one, focus your attention in the area of your heart. So if you'd like, you can even put your hand over your heart, whatever feels most comfortable to you. And you can do this with your eyes open or with your eyes closed. Again, whatever feels comfortable. Now go ahead and imagine your breath flowing in and out of your heart or chest area breathing a little soft excuse me a little slower and a little deeper than you normally do getting into just a nice comfortable rhythm breathing in and out of your heart now make a sincere attempt to experience a regenerative feeling such as appreciation or care for someone or something in your life. So perhaps you can try to re-experience the feeling of love that you have for someone, maybe a pet, maybe thinking back to an accomplishment or a beautiful place in nature, or even just breathing in a feeling of calm and ease. If you'd like, you can even amplify that feeling even more in your heart. Just imagine intensifying it even more. And just begin to notice any subtle shifts, maybe in your body, your perceptions, your attitudes, your feelings, just kind of notice what you notice, if anything. Take as long as you need to. And when you're ready, come back into the room.
0: What was that like? Lovely. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, very relaxing and at the same time, energizing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that because... The, the, the quick coherence technique itself um, is really just two steps. It's to focus your attention in the area of your heart. Imagine your breath flowing in and out of your heart or chest area, breathing a little uh, slower and a little deeper than usual. And that's step one. Step two is to make a sincere attempt to experience a regenerative feeling such as appreciation or care or any other good feeling emotion. So where this technique is really cool is that if my intent is to feel more ease, let's say I want to feel a little bit more relaxed, more ease, maybe more in a more kind of uh, content space, uh, place, then I'm going to perhaps during that second step, imagine a time when I felt that way in my life. And I could actually imagine being right back there at that time in my life, yeah, and seeing what I saw and hearing what I heard and re-experience that in my heart, in my body, versus just having it as a mental concept. Because the key is to amplify the field from your heart. So we always want to focus on the heart and feel the emotion in the heart. So um, if, on the other hand, if I want to feel totally confident, yeah, let's notice my body. My body language is mm-hmm. changing, right? now. want to sit up, right? <laughs> so if let's say I'm about to give a keynote presentation and I want more energy, right? I'm not going to imagine being back at a time when I was super relaxed. I'm going to imagine a time when I felt totally resourceful, totally empowered, yeah? I'm going to imagine being right there, and I'm just going to breathe that in and just let my body fill itself up with all those hormones, all those good, good hormones like DHEA, which is a vitality hormone. And as I do that, it's dissolving all the little cortisol uh, hormones in my body, yeah? And mm. cortisol can stay in the body for a long time. I believe 26 hours if we don't do a techniques like this to, to shift our state. So the key is to notice how we're feeling, how do we want to feel, focus in the heart, breathe slowly and deeply, and access a good feeling. Really, really embody that feeling, feel it, and then we're radiating all that love into the field. And that's a very, very wonderful gift to give ourselves, not just from the concept of health, where our body gets more coherent, we're able to send a different signal up to our brain from our physical heart up to our brain so we can think more clearly, but in addition to that, More amplifying this force field around our body. And how cool is that? Because then there's more energy to carry our intentions. So, whatever it is that I want to create in my life, I get to create that from this place of coherence, from this place of love, not from a place of fear. Because if I project fear, I experience more fear because my brain will look for more reasons to perceive fear.
1: Can you describe how you see the? idea of our energy field that each person experiences, I think that would be a really um, important thing for our listeners to hear from you, this idea of the energy field that everyone carries around with them and how it impacts other people.
2: So what I'll share is not my idea in the sense that it's research. <laughs> yeah, uh, even better. <laughs> <we> know, yes. Because, <laughs> you know, the, the thing about uh, this energetic field, it's, it's an electromagnetic field. It's made out of electrical energy and magnetic energy. Now, some of you viewers might know that uh, thoughts are electrical vibrations. Yeah. There are, I mean, when we think a thought, there's, a, you know, neurons in our brains that connect. Yeah. And there's an electrical signal that gets passed between the neurons. So when we think a thought, right, and we create those neural patterns, it's, it's there's, um, Uh, a lot of electrical energy. Our emotions are magnetic vibrations. So there are also chemicals in our body and emotion is a blend of anywhere between usually around 13 to 1500 chemicals. And every emotion has its own blend. So anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, and so on. That's why when we do techniques uh, like RTT or like timeline therapy, things like that, we're able to release those emotions from the past when we go to the root cause. Yeah, because we kind of carry it in the gestalt. So when we go to the root cause, we're able to kind of release that from the body because it's the same chemical cocktail. uh, You know, I'm feeling angry yesterday or feeling anger when I was two years old. That's a little kind of side thing there. So-
1: Very helpful, thank you. Yeah,
2: (laughs) The, the cool thing to know about the field is that it's made out of our thoughts and our emotions, essentially. Thoughts and emotions are things. So when I consciously think something, when I set an intention, let's say to change my life in some way, let's say to, I don't know, um, you know, get, a, you know, let's say, buy a certain car, like, let's, say I really, really want a certain car. And, uh, and usually that is born out of not having that car, which is really the beauty and the gift of having problems in our life is that it gets us more clear about what we do want and, and feeling that momentum to create those changes, which is really cool. So everything is always happening for for us. And so when I know what I don't want and I know what I do want, then I set that conscious intention and that gets radiated out into this field. Now, the way that it works is if it's just an intention without emotion, then it, it kind of gets radiated from around my cranium, yeah, just from the head. And the field around my cranium is only about an inch in diameter. Whereas if I include emotion into it, as I do when I uh, visualize in the morning, when I watch my mind movie, and I can really feel those feelings of how I'm going to feel when I have the car, when I'm driving in the car and, 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 you know, being with my family and doing the things that we love to do, then what's happening is that I'm pro- projecting that out of my heart and the field around my heart is infinite. We can, we can measure it about three to 10 feet uh, around our bodies, 360 degrees in diameter around our bodies. But we also know from the global coherence project, um, we believe it's infinite it's infinite it's energy so you know an energy wave you know there's no end there's no beginning we're all interconnected and so um when i really feel those feelings in my heart when i really feel when i do a quick coherence technique and i focus all my attention right there right there in my heart and i really feel any good emotion like any good feeling emotion then i'm just feeding that force field around my body and i'm amplifying it amplifying it and making it stronger stronger And as I do that, what's happening is that I am um, sending out um, the the frequency, very high frequency um, that is some derivative of love, whether it's gratitude or appreciation or compassion or whatever it is that I'm feeling, I'm radiating that out into the field. And your heart, I mean, we as human beings are like a transmission tower, like a radio or TV transmission tower. We literally radiate. Just mm-hmm. like if I were to pick up my cell phone and make a call, yeah? That's going somewhere. I can't see it. I can't hold it. But it's, it's there. We know it's there, yeah? And we're also receiving, receiving towers. So what does that mean? So we broadcast something, but we also receive energy. There's a lot of frequency in this invisible field around us right now. What we think is empty air with nothing, there's, there's nothing m- more false than that because there's a lot of information in this field and we can tune into it. Just like tuning into a radio station, when we feel the way that we want to feel. So, if me having the car is going to help me to feel uh, total total joy, total you know just happiness from having, let's say, the freedom that a car, that particular car, would allow me. And I can really like, feel that as I imagine myself being in the car, I'm actually radiating that out. So I'm projecting that out. And what comes back to me, what I receive, the frequency that I receive is a match to that. So how does that come? It comes through in ideas. Oh, maybe I should go do this. Maybe I should call this person. And the way that our brain works is once we set a conscious intent, let's say to, to buy a car, then there's a part in our brain called the reticular activating system, which literally gets activated to notice, to perceive something that matches what I deem to be relevant and important. So if what's relevant and important to me is to buy this type of car, I'm going to be out on the highway and I'm going to start to notice that car everywhere, right? Because we are only conscious of an itty bitty little bit of reality, only 40 bits per second out of Somewhere between two to eleven million bits of information that are available to us at any moment because consciously we, we we'd go crazy if we needed to process more information than that at any moment. So we, our brain works on patterns, on habitual patterns, what's familiar. The moment I deem something relevant and important, then I'm I'm consciously setting my my brain's intent to look for that, to help me to create that, to find that. So anything that relates to that. Um, will help me to do it. So let's say if there's a commercial on TV and it's a sale for this type of car, I'm much more likely to notice that once I've set that conscious intent than if I hadn't, right? That commercial might've been there, but if I wasn't conscious about wanting that car because I didn't have the lack of having that car, I probably wouldn't notice and I would probably miss on the opportunity for the big sale. The way that we create is really through energy. and, And most people don't know that. They think it just takes a lot of hard work And and I'm all for hard work. I mean, really, I am, but only when it feels right, when it feels very inspired, because otherwise it will just deplete our energy and it will take potentially a long time to create what we want to create. So we want to uh, collapse energy. Yeah. And that's what we mean by that is, you know, quantum physics, the observer effect. Yeah. When I observe something, when I give conscious intention to something, it, it shifts from energy to physical particle, it actually shows up on my television set as a commercial and then as a car in my garage. Does that make sense? Absolutely. What I love is
0: this conversation is based on science, you know, because I think a lot of people maybe have heard about these and they're like, oh, that's woo-woo. Oh, that's silly. Oh, that's, you know, law of attraction or whatever. And what I love about the time we live in right now is the is catching up mm-hmm. to these ideas and everything you're doing is research-based, science-based, um, measurable. And it, it's so amazing and wonderful that we can move forward because the bottom line for all of us in this conversation and our, for our listeners mm-hmm. is you feel better, you have the life you want, you have the relationships you want, you have peace, you have joy. And this is a measurable technique and formula. And that's why it, to me, so exciting. And, and obviously with Christy and I, what we do with RTT is based on some of those, a lot of those similar principles, but this just simple technique. So if somebody wanted to install this habit today, what, what would you, what do we do first? Mm -hmm. What would you, how would you say to start?
2: I would say to start by visiting the HeartMath website, (laughs) And uh, just uh, getting familiar, you can even go on YouTube if you want or on Google um, and put in heart math and the word coherence and just start to get familiar with it a little bit. Um, If you um, go on YouTube and you put my name, Barrett Kogan, you'll stumble on a little video that I made which actually guides you through the quick coherence technique Mm. that I guided you all so you could, your listeners could listen to it and actually do it uh, along with me. The The other thing that I would suggest is as soon as they wake up in the morning to focus their attention in their heart and really feel appreciation, feel gratitude for something. It could be something as simple as the pillow that they lay their their head on or the the person who's in in bed with them or the, you know, the the pet that's waiting for them or whatever it might be in their life, Um, you know, to really feel that in their heart. And, and hold that as long as they can and just radiate that, radiate that feeling. And what do I mean by radiate? I mean, like, just imagine every little cell in their body is feeling that love. And then when they feel all filled up, then they can radiate that even further to the people that they love in their life or just to the, to the world who really needs that love. And um, so I would suggest first thing in the morning and also before they fall asleep to do that same exercise, again, to focus their attention in their heart and really experience Uh, feeling of love or appreciation or joy, compassion, or any other good feeling emotion. The other thing is as soon as they notice, as soon as they become aware throughout the day that they've shifted into a depleted state, that something or someone, or even just in their own mind that they kind of went back to a thought that doesn't feel good or an emotion that doesn't feel good to, to do a quick coherence technique, to just say, what am I feeling right now? How do I want to feel? Start focusing their attention in their heart, breathing slowly and deeply, and then uh, experiencing, not thinking about, but actually experience uh, a, a positive emotion, a regenerative emotion. And it could be, let's say I've been triggered by let's say I had a boss, I I work for myself, but let's say I had a boss and I was triggered by my boss, then I'm not necessarily going to be feeling appreciation for my boss because at that moment there's mixed energy. Yeah. I want to go to something that's pure. Maybe I'll focus on my little puppy Kiwi and I'll, you know, imagine holding her and, you know, and, and loving her, or maybe I'll think of my, you know, being with my children. I'll go back to a time that I just felt really good in my life, like a vacation or just a moment in my life. Um, and, and really shift that state, but the keys to do right then and there in the moment before there's a lot of momentum, um, because that's the best time before we get too much cortisol in our system. It's just much easier to shift our state the moment that we notice a shift and, and the more that we label how we feel throughout the day, how do I feel? How do I want to feel? How do I feel? How do I want to feel? the more communication I'm building between my conscious mind and my heart is my unconscious mind, and then I'm much more likely to notice subtle shifts throughout the day. So I'm not so numb to those little energetic shifts that happen. You know, I can notice, ooh, something just happened. And then I can be at a choice point to use a technique like coherence or the many other techniques that we have to shift our state. And I imagine that you've taught your listeners.
1: I think really something that In a word, words are important to me and as I'm sure they are to you, Varid, and Serena as well, because words hold more meaning than we would ever know unless we've explored them. But this idea of a sincere attempt to get that positive feeling, that appreciation, that gratitude, because sometimes it can feel out of reach if we're, if we've maybe got some momentum going around something. But when you add that word, a sincere attempt, it actually invites your brain you know, your logical mind in a different way to dive down and find that for you. So your body can embody it again. So right. everybody that, take note of sincere attempt.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I love that you brought that up because it, 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 you know, it really is very much a very loving process. And, you know, if we can't get there one day, that's all right too. Just keep practicing. And the, the thing is that when we first focus our attention in our heart, give yourself a little bit of time to get into a nice uh, kind of very smooth rhythm, breathing in and out, breathing in and out. Because once we do that, we synchronize what's called our autonomic nervous system, Yeah, the stress response and the relaxation response. And then we can be more likely to access that state because we're not in this kind of like, oh, right. Our body is not in a complete fear state. So once we've synchronized, then it's easier to say, okay, let me focus on appreciation. What can I appreciate? So the um, and remembering that uh, it is a process, and as we do this technique more and more throughout the day and other techniques by the Institute of Heart Math that you can look uh, at on their website, what you 'll find is that you build your resilience capacity you actually you can actually measure this if you get a sensor from them uh, an intervalence sensor that plugs to your you know, smart device, and you can actually see in real time am I coherent or incoherent right is my brain functioning as the best that it could, or is my brain inhibited right now? Um, And you can actually do this technique and notice, oh my God, I'm shifting from red to, you know, just incoherent to green, which is great. So, um, so you can measure that. But when you do this technique over time, you're going to notice the numbers just rising, your default state uh, changing, your baseline rising. Why? Because your body's got more of those good hormones. You've, you've trained your body to feel good. And, and that's the key. So, you know, Serena, as you mentioned, you know, yes, this is really about how to how to create and, you know, the relationships, all these things. But what's even more important is what I'm learning is it's not about the end point. Mm. Yes, it'll be great to have the car in my garage. But you know what's even greater is for me to feel good right now. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, why do I even want the car to feel good? So if I can feel good right now, does it really matter if I have the car or not? probably not because I've got it anyway yeah I've got what I wanted so and that's the best place to create when we when we're fine exactly where we are and we're eager to have more but we don't have to have it we don't need it because anytime I have to have something my unconscious mind is going alert alert threat danger right self-sabotage so we want to just feel ease about it to just let go of the attachment to the car and say you know what It'll be nice to have and I'm going to imagine it and I'm going to visualize it. But you know what? I'm also going to feel good right now and I'm going to make sure that I can be coherent as much as possible throughout the day, no matter what is happening.
1: Well, it's that alert, alert danger, which is actually that that's when the past is present in some ways. And this is where coming back into coherence is allowing you to release that. And like you said, Mm -hmm. training that autonomic nervous response that you would like to happen now in the present moment.
2: Correct. It's a, it's a conscious concept. Anytime we're, we're perceiving fear, it's, it just comes from a decision we made at some point. So when we can just, you know, just go down, take the little elevator down to our heart and just be right there. It's like all that just kind of dissolves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that noise kind of dissolves. And it might not happen the first time and that's okay. It might take even a few weeks, but a few weeks of a few minutes a day, is that worth, for, you know, worth it for us to feel joy and ease in our heart? Yeah. In my mind, yes.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. In my mind, I'm designing like a if you had to have a license to do social media, let's say we had to like, okay, so everybody's going to need to be licensed before you can go back on social media. And what you're going to need to do to pass the test is you're going to need to understand coherence. It's and a breathalyzer. Need to watch. It is. We need, to you have to co- we need the coherence watch breathalyzer. And then when you come out of the social media <laughs> haze, you have to get back in coherence afterwards. I think this could really change the world, to be honest with you. So you can have driving while under the influence,
0: right? A DUI, and then Facebooking while incoherent and yeah. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. And here's the cool thing about coherence. You can do it as you're on social media or as <sighs> you're driving. It's uh, not meditation. I actually do it while I'm driving. Okay. Fabulous. Yeah. I, I actually breathe in and out of my heart, right? You don't need to close your eyes. It's not a meditative state. It's yeah. just a state of active calm. I'm completely um, you know, uh functioning, thinking clearly. I'm cognitively sharp. But at the same time, I'm not in a state of stress. I'm in a state of ease. Mm. And yes, we can do it as we do anything. In fact, I've been doing it throughout this conversation and you didn't even know it. Yeah.
0: Christy, so we have a billion more questions, but we don't have all the time time in the world. (laughs) But I want to do one question for you, Christy. As we were doing um, the coherence with Vera, did you get a scene that you went to or um, uh, Um, any? No. Did it regress you? Well, I know I didn't regress, Oh. but oh, it was as a, like visual a, image. A, a visual image of a place I've been in the past. I mean, I guess you could call that regression. It was lovely though. So I was, I was energized because that's what I wanted. My intention was to be excited. And so I went to when I was 17 in Switzerland, like in the Alps. And it was just like hmm. one, it was like one of my favorite times ever. And I was just curious, Christy, if that was something or like a visual of, I also got the ocean I like mountains and oceans so
1: mine was like a big cup pouring peace into me is what uh, it was it was just like um, it was the, be, that feeling being presented to me from I'm sure it was from inside but it felt like it was being a gifted to me I guess
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> so cool you see because that's the beauty of the simplicity of the technique just two steps and everybody gets to do it in a way that's right for them right the yeah. technique doesn't say imagine a cup pouring peace over you imagine you're in the house um, because for everybody, it's different. Everybody's got different anchors of what is meaningful for them because it's always about what's meaningful. Now, mm-hmm. the meaning of a, of a threat is always related to an attachment to something. So, if I'm attached to having a car, that's going to make me feel good to have it. Or the thought of not having a car, I'm going to feel some threat or danger. So, so, you know, where this technique just in a very simple way just dissolves the attachment, we can just be in our heart right now.
1: Well, and that's the idea of inviting a brighter future. You're actually creating it. I mean, going to the mind movie, this is the – in every moment as you're in this conversation, as you're driving, you're inviting that brighter future one second at a time, one one coherent heart-brain connection at a time. And what a – I mean, it's just – I think this is why – You know, I was lucky enough to experience some of the training from you, Varad, which introduced me to you as a wonderful human being that's presenting this work into the world. And I thought to myself, it's this simple. It's this elegant to just in this moment get more coherent within ourselves. And, yeah, it's it's definitely a practice, but how accessible is even just this? Mm -hmm. But I do have to say, as far as encouraging our listeners to look more into this, when you were teaching us, you know, you, you a lot of our intuition, our um, listeners are very interested in working with their own intuition to support their choices and directing their lives. And I know you spoke about, you know, care- coherence techniques around using non-local intuition. So I highly encourage anyone listening to this that is feeling that pull, probably what Vered felt when she first heard about it, mm-hmm. to go can actually go to Verid's website to find out more about her as well, but then also just looking at the scientific portion of heart math um, to expand your awareness of this and then begin just using what Verid has taught us today to help you get to that place.
2: And I have an article on my website around intuition and it guides people through the freeze frame technique, uh, which is the, the heart math technique for accessing that intuition that is beyond, you know, it's, it's intuition. There are three kinds of intuition. There's intuition that is, you know, like um, what we call implicit knowledge, which is kind of like things I've learned in my life, maybe forgot that I learned, but either I learned it through a textbook or I just picked it up from my parents or from, from the world. Uh, there is kind of a more um, what we call energetic sensitivity, which is, you know, just intuitively feeling energetic shift. Um, and then there is non-local intuition which is intuition that we, we cannot explain. We just cannot explain. And, and it, 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 the only way that it comes is from something beyond time and space. Mm. Because we know from research, the different uh, experiments that HeartMath has done is that the heart is connected to something beyond time and space. Your heart, your physical heart responds to scary images or happy images, Five or six seconds before the images even appear on a screen. No one knows, not the researchers, and it's randomly selected, so even the computer, right? There's, there's without a doubt, the heart is connected to something. We know this, and it's been repeated over and over in many, many experiments. Uh, your heart is connected to something that is beyond time and space, and I know that kind of wobbles the mind a little bit to think about that, but the real cool opportunity is to leverage that power to feel good. And when we feel good, when we're coherent, it's like the little portal. It's like, ooh, now I can access that because I cannot access that when I'm in an incoherent state. It's like all that wisdom and knowledge and and the right thing for me is right there at the tip of my fingertips. But I can't see it. I can't touch it. I can't feel it. I can't hear it. If I'm behaving out of fear, if if I'm depleted, Mm -hmm. if my force field is shrunk, because I'm feeling uh, negative, depleting emotions. So number one, number one, number one, focus on feeling good. Everything else will come. Just focus on feeling good.
1: On that note, tell us more. I know, you know, in, in, before we started the podcast and speaking to you, I, we talked a bit about what's going on and you're launching a podcast soon. Mm. Will you share the name with our listeners so they can watch for it?
2: <laughs> sure. It's called The Mindset Game.
1: Mm. And what can they find on their website as far on your website, veridkogan.com, and that will be linked in the show notes as well. What can they find on your website to help them maybe know more about how they could even work with you? What options there are?
2: So they can see, I I do all kinds of things. I speak, you know, uh, in front of groups and organizations. I coach, Um, And I have courses. So I have uh, several online courses about mindset, about resilience. So uh, all of the, uh, it's called the Resilience Advantage Program out of the Institute of HeartMath. I teach it over six weeks and we go really deep into understanding the science behind the techniques and practicing the techniques, making sure that everybody can access uh, those emotions, which sometimes um, needs a little help because many of us have not been trained uh, how to label and access our emotions. So that sometimes it, it requires um, some love and support there, and that's what we give. There's a, a website that will be launched soon called Momentum Institute, um, where I will be, uh, I am already, but it, uh, you'll see it on the website, um, have some programs with some other colleagues of mine um, also in kind of the world of resilience and mindset, because once you're clear about what you want, when someone Um, has the support to get crystal clear on what's meaningful and important to them. And they learn how to release the resistance to that, right? All those limiting beliefs, as you know, and those depleting emotions, those energetic patterns that from the past that hold us back, then we're free. It's just, it's such freedom. And, and what we want comes much more easily. I would say visit heartmath.org um, you know, go on YouTube, look are lots of videos um, that are available out there for people to get trained on these techniques. And if they're curious to experience it for themselves, and they want some support, um, they can visit uh, veredkogan.com. email me vered at varadkogan.com. Um, and I'll be happy to kind of share resources uh, with them and help in any way.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Vered. You are a, clearly a wealth of knowledge, but also just a really gentle soul. So thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing this with us today.
2: And thank you both for this opportunity and for all you know, the wonderful work that you're doing in this world. I think one of the best things that we can give to people that you are both giving to people is um, tools. It's not just like information because information is out there galore, right? There's it's no lack of information these days, but actually how to do it. Like, how do I heal myself? How do I feel better? How do I release those things? And, and, and it's just magical to be able to give someone the tools to do that. It's the most empowering thing. And so I, I acknowledge you for taking time out of your lives to give that to people.
0: Oh, Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. It was an awesome conversation. We appreciate your time.
1: Thank you. I feel the same. So that's a wrap, everyone. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. We would love to hear what coherence does for you as you practice these techniques. Send us a DM on social or drop a comment um, because we know this is going to have a profound effect. All you need to do is practice. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. Leave us a review. Subscribe
0: so more people can find us. And if you want more information about me or Christy, there's a link to both of our websites in the show notes. And we'll see you next time.